Hey, Alex. Hi, Steve. What are you eating? Pie. Perfect time for that. I mean, it's I 10 o'clock. Ready. You said, like, uh-huh. you hit record, and I thought I had, like, six or seven seconds for a piece of pie, but it was yeah. a thick pie, so it took me longer. Anyway, I'm doing good. Yeah. How you doing? Oh, I'm fucking dead inside, so let's just move on. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, Lucas. Hey, Derek. Let's uh, let's pop us some 10 for 10. Sounds good. All right. So we, uh, per our previous couple of weeks, we're going to keep the uh, moratorium for the dead teams going. So unfortunately for one of us, that is, uh, for two of us, that is Alex and myself. Uh, Derek, you just did terrible and mean, violent things to me in our semifinal matchup. And Carly had her way with Alex, so we are going to start out with one and two, talking about our teams in review. So, Alex, I will let you choose. Do you want to finish your pie and I go first, or do you want to lead off and then finish your pie afterwards for an, uh, a post-summary dessert? It wasn't a very good pie, so I kind of put it to the side for now. So I can I can talk about my team. All right. So, everybody, I guess, yeah, why don't you lead the way, and then we'll jump in. Year in review. Talk about the team. What did you like? What did you didn't? What didn't you like? Kind of how'd it go from your perspective? I liked my team, but, like, I felt like this year I had a very hard time being able to do anything with free agency. And I'm not sure if anybody else had that, but, like, no matter when I pulled up free agency, it was only ever worse than what I already had. So it was like I was stuck with what I had for most of the season. And, like, they were great, but then it's just, like, Every single one of them started falling off near the end of the year. So, like, Nick Chubb started falling off. Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson got hurt, so he started falling off. And then Lockett was doing well, and then he got hurt at the end. And then I had no quarterback to start off with, but then I found Trevor Lawrence, and he did pretty solid. But thankfully, he played in the blizzard on the playoff week. So it was just kind of like a whole sort of just, like, slowly degrading team that I still couldn't, like, just replace. Um, I still think they were all rad. Um, I'm looking forward to next year because I actually have a couple keepers to consider. Um, probably Trevor Lawrence, let's be honest. But really, oh, you know it, Trevor Lawrence. He's the legend. I told you I was going to die on that hill, Derek. You did. Derek's stoked because he knows if I would have won, he'd be going down next week. And then he'd really, <laughs> then he'd really be eating crow. I think is the term. Gosh, believe it or not, I haven't considered that scenario, that hypothetical. Well, not about hilarious though, Derek. <laughs> Hoisted by your own petard by Trevor Lawrence. Did you say hoisted by your own petard? Thought I was the only one who used that phrase. Very nice. Oh, I use that phrase all the time. Incorrect. So, petards, petards been hoisted. Nonetheless, I like. I still liked my team. I think you know the draft. I think the only thing I was bummed about was just Najee Harris, and I think that that was just one piece that, if that was my first pick of the draft, was actually something useful, I think would have had a really solid team. So. There's a long time between now and August when we draft, but you are legitimately saying that if you had to guess now, your keeper is Trevor Lawrence. Hmm. No, probably not. Okay. <laughs> for, for realsies, probably not. But will I be try, probably trying to grab him next year? Probably. I'm a Trevor, I'm a Trevor Lawrence boy now. Let's just play a, a very quick game. I'm going to read to you one at a time your first nine draft picks. And seriously, very quick response, just uh, a sentence or less on your response. Keeper, Najee Harris. 
That was not my keeper. That was my first pick. Keeper right. Justin Jefferson. Keeper Justin Jefferson. That was a fantastic keeper. Yeah, I would have picked him first overall. Yep. Um, first round pick Najee Harris. That was a bust. That did not go well, and I felt like it was the one running back that dropped me, and it was like my only choice. And even back then, I was like, I wish I did DeAndre Swift. However, that's, it's not that's like more than a sense. That's more than a sense. Second round pick Mark Andrews. Uh, meh. Started well, not end well. Third round, Nick Chubb. That was a surprise, and that was a great pick. Cannot believe Chubb went after Mark Andrews. We all deserve to fall on a grenade for that one. Fourth round pick, Deontay Johnson. Eh, he was kind of a mediocre wide receiver. Fifth round pick, Brees Hall. That was a great pick if he wouldn't have gotten hurt. Two more. Sixth round pick, Tyler Lockett. Solid pick. He did a lot better than I thought he would. Yep. Uh, last one, seventh round pick, starting quarterback to start the year, Aaron Rodgers. That was a horrible pick. That was a horrible, horrible pick. Hold on. A horrible pick or decent pick that went wrong? No, it was a horrible pick. I didn't want him. I was sitting there. This is more than a sentence, but you asked for clarification. I did. I was sitting there, and I was just like, I do not want to pick this guy. And I was just like, Aaron Rodgers. I did not want him, but it's like I had to pick a quarterback at that point. Okay. And he did exactly what I thought he'd do. So question for you, Alex. Did you come across a guy where you're like, I don't want to pick him, and you did, and he ended up doing well? Um, no, I never had that. So, no. All right. The same question will be heading your way, Steve, as you talk about your team. <laughs> no problem. The people who I didn't want that I drafted anyway did not do well. <laughs> it was basically it was like Najee Harris and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and, and that's the point I'm getting at is should we trust our instincts more? Uh, because I had a few of those myself were like, oh, God, I really don't want to pick this guy, but I have to because of the board, and it didn't work out for me either. So oh, maybe. Good points, Lucas. Derek, Lucas, we have monopolized most of the time, the two of us, so just kind of talk with me your takes on Alex's team. I don't disagree with anything he said there. Um, there were a couple of uh, picks or a couple of home runs. Uh, Chubb and Lockett getting those two as late as he did is what propelled him into the third place game. And I had predicted Alex to make it to the championship. Uh, and I believed in the, the second year of overconfidence. So I'm highly disappointed in you, Alex. I'm shocked that you didn't go further. No, I'm just kidding. Make it to the semis is always a, an impressive <laughs> accomplishment. It was a, it, it's hard to repeat. Uh, it's hard to come off the year of the championship and yet you made it to the final four. Uh, you had a lot of good players, Star and Jefferson. So, you know, tough ending, but it's a good run. You know, it's that cost, it's the classic sophomore slump of champion winners. You know what I mean? But I still need to. <laughs> yeah, but you get a chance to beat your brother again and, and win some money. So. Oh yeah, I gotta play for third. <laughs> I'm gonna be straight up with you, Lucas. I'm not sure if I would have looked at my lineup this week because I forgot that was a thing. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. <laughs> Should apologize, Steve. Though. Twenty bucks is twenty bucks, man. <laughs> twenty dollars, twenty dollars. That can buy yeah, a lot I of pie. That could buy me next year's <laughs> payment into the league. <laughs> 
it was a nice team, Alex. I think the thing you ran into, just drafting a quarterback, you were in a bad spot. There wasn't an ideal time to get one that fit for you. And besides Jefferson, nobody really was fantastic. Guys outperformed their value. Chubb and Lockett, like you guys have talked about, but no, nobody really took that next step to be the, the 1A. Well, they would have, like, if Chubb and Lockett kept their performance up, but then yeah. they just – and Mark Andrews. He was actually amazing until Lamar Jackson got hurt. So he would be. Okay. Well, seriously, like Derek said and Lucas echoed, uh, Pelveron, uh getting to the semis a year after the championship, that's a really nice two-year stretch. Nice work. Thanks, guys. I need that. Absolutely. All right, two – I'm going to talk about my draft, but less about it because I want to talk about my team and the players versus I want to talk about the process um, and kind of get your opinion on that. I think that's where the money is with this conversation. So if I look at my draft, I think of the first two picks, um, drafting, draft, I'm sorry, keeping Christian McCaffrey, drafting Patrick Mahomes, those felt like winners. It is the third and fourth round that I am going to have to have ser- legitimately a long think about. Um, the third round, I picked up Michael Pittman, clearly didn't pay off, but I can live in being wrong about Michael Pittman. It truly felt like all signs pointed to this was going to be the year he rose to that level. I made the right call. I made the call that didn't work out. I can live in that water. It's the fourth round pick that I am most curious that I want to get the temperature of the room. And that was the decision to select Javante Williams. So I said it before, but here's what I want you to hear. I'm not asking you to evaluate Javante Williams, the talent. I want you to think about it from this perspective. You're in my spot. You're drafting in the second pick of round four. You have Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Pittman. The thought process for me, and I want you to put there again, it's not about the player. It's about the thought process. There's a running back I legitimately think can be a top six running back. So I have a stacked running back core if this works out, and I just have to cobble together a well enough wide receiver core. Or the player I would have drafted is T. Higgins if I didn't take Javante Williams. And it's less about how T. Higgins did and more about the fact that maybe not top six, but a top 12 wide receiver to go with another ascending wide receiver. And then it's easier to find a running back in waiver wires during the year. So is it about going for the immediate hit with the running back or trying to build the team, the bigger picture with the wide receiver? So yeah. that's going to be the question for me over the summer, and I'm curious your guys' thoughts on that. So so if you look at the positions, wide receiver, running back, your running back was McCaffrey, your wide receiver was Pittman. Who of those two are you more comfortable with? I actually would have told you comfortable Pittman going into the regular season because the McCaffrey injury bug was legit. Fair enough. Um, but the fact that we only start one running back and we start two receivers, the fact that you're taking a running back next in the fourth round means there goes your flex. Yep. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you hit on both, right? Like Kelly rode that for a while with two running backs. Um, and running backs do tend to score more points in our league. Um, but I do feel this was a case of you falling too in love with a couple of players in Pittman and Williams. Um, not to say that they were bad picks. They very well could have, have panned out. Um, but I think you were just so dead set on those two players. I, I saw you last year dead set on those two players as well. 
they were not a surprise picks for me uh, seeing you take those. Uh, but you can get kind of get caught in that a, a little bit as well. I think it's a really good point, especially if you remember that draft. Like I reached, I reached for Damian Pierce. Like he had a good year, but nobody, he wasn't really on anybody's radar. And I knew I was going to do that. So I had, that's kind of further supports that fill out the team with the wide receiver position versus reaching for a running back. And then ha- when you're going to have a third one in round six or seven. So go ahead, Derek. There you go, ahead, Alex. I was going to say, I think I liked what you did, Steve. Everybody kind of has their own idea of what they should do with fantasy football. Because, I mean, if you come with me, now that I've won a championship, I'm going to stick with that kind of mentality because that's what I feel most comfortable with. You have a tendency to fall in love with a couple of guys that you think are like sleepers or like, you know, people that you think will fit well. And I don't want to say your system, but you kind of know what I mean, right? Yeah. It pays off more often than it doesn't. So I don't think that you made any like bad decision or not. It's just that's how you draft. And it's just this time it didn't work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Javante was going to get drafted early. Pittman was going to get drafted early. You didn't reach for either of them. One of them got injured again for the whole season. The other one never had a quarterback all season. Yep. And my best That's... seasons, I have always, like, not drafted a quarterback. In all honesty, the best seasons I have is when I focus on, like, wide receiver core or, like, wide running back core. And then have the best. And so that's what I've been doing. And again, for me, that didn't work out this year. So yeah. it's just, you got to keep doing what you like doing. And again, like I said, Steve, most of the time it pays off for you. It's just didn't this time. But although it kind of did, you still had a good season. It's just, yeah. well, you kind of had an okay team. Yeah. I hope what I'm saying is making sense. No, it's uh it's a very thoughtful comment. I appreciate it. Yay. <laughs> I need to get that in writing. I had thoughtful commentary. <laughs> All right, that's the last piece you're going to get today, Steve. No, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that you know we talked about it a little bit before the show. They just Michael Pittman just cost me in so many leagues. Like you talked about, I fall in love with the player. Literally, if he would have got six points, I would have gone to the championship game in my di- in, in my big time. This is an awesome team dynasty league, so. I'll have to try to hate, not hate drop him in the next two weeks, but anyways. Oh not for Dynasty, no. <laughs> no, no, no. He's, no. he's a gem in there, yeah. No, nah, he is. They'll get a quarterback, it'll be fine, but three straight final, finals games and five top three finishes potentially in the next last five years. So live in the water, try to seriously try to kind of take some time to decompress and revisit it. But anyway, all right, enough time on my team. Let's go to a new topic. Let's play a little game with the quarterbacks. Welcome back or hit the road, Jack. You tell me on a scale of 1 through 10, how likely is it you think this quarterback is back with their team next year? Which is which? Oh, sorry. 1, there is no way he's back. 10, he's there. Ooh, fun. The recently benched Derek Carr. Number 1. 1. 1. It's the only reason that they benched him. They are still in a playoff hunt. They put in who did they put in? Like Garrett I, Stidham. I've never even heard of this guy. Like the the sole reason they are not looking to see if Jarrett Stidham has what it takes. The sole reason they bench him is so he wouldn't get injured and they wouldn't be on the hook for the guaranteed money. And he's dropped 
immediately once the season's done. He's gone. All right, Alex, seems, are you disagreeing or are you with Lucas and Derek on this? I'm going to say a two. I don't know why. Derek has done some okay things there, but I don't know. I think he's a solid quarterback to have on your team as you build other places. You know what I mean? And I feel like if they just get rid of him, they just bring on some nobody, and then they just, like, draft a QB. It's not going to help them much, even though they have Devontae Adams. So I don't know. It's yeah. It depends on if they can get a really solid quarterback in the offseason, because I think if they rely on a rookie or something like that, it's not going to go well. So if they can pick up somebody else that's going to get dropped, I think maybe they'll get rid of him. Well, I don't think that's the issue. Lucas brought up a really good point, the kind of, like, the Raiders, the way his contract is set up by day three of the league year, they have to make a decision to guarantee his contract or cut bait. So they don't have time to know if there's going to be a good quarterback. They might know if there's a good quarterback available, but they won't be able to sign it by then. So they're going to have to kind of decide if they're going to make a move in the draft, free agency, or if they're going to ride, ride no, the Jared Stidham train. Never mind. Well, I'm still going to leave it as a two, but I think they're going to cut him then if that's the case. I d- fair enough. Uh, the MILF hunter himself, Zach Wilson. So I, I, I think there's still, uh, I think the coach likes him still. I mean, he hasn't given up on him much. I don't say he likes him, but I'm, I'm worried that he may not come back just because the Jets fans might murder him. Uh, I have never seen a player be so unmercifully booed like him. Um, but I'm going to put it at, I'm going to put it at a four leaning in the direction that they will get rid of him. But it's still it's still in play either way. Yeah. Okay. How, how many years does he have left on his contract? He's a rookie, so two years plus then the fifth-year option in theory, so two to three. This was his first year with the Jets, right? The second. Second. Second, yeah. I, I still say it's an eight. Um, it's still too early. I don't know. I – Yes, they're they're not in a good position. They never are with quarterbacks. It's just it's it's lovely to see. <laughs> every year, you know, I I just I remember them drafting quarterbacks every single year. It's almost like the Browns in the carousel. Yeah. Like it's just it never hits. Yeah. I think the thing I can't get past is he just doesn't pass the eyeball test. I don't look at that guy and think of somebody who'd be a quarterback in New York. Yeah, basically anywhere, but particularly there. You said still on the team, not a starter, right? Well, I had said on the team, but it's a fair point. Do you see him coming back as the backup? I think you can put that caveat on there. That yeah, it'd be a lot lower if if it was rating as a starter. But is he on the team next year? Yeah, I'd I'd say that's an eight. Yeah, low 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 salary. Stick him, keep him on, see what happens. Kind of a Jimmy G situation, maybe. That makes a lot of sense. New England quarterback, Mac Jones. I'm going to put him high. I'm going to put that at a a nine because I I think Belichick still believes in him, um, whether that's really warranted or not. I mean, he he looked really good his rookie year. Um, The rumors are that the the owner likes the other guy, so it may may depend on uh, Belichick's situation there and who has the final say, but – I think it's more likely he comes back. So you said the owner likes the other guy. I don't know. Who you're the back, about. the guy. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but they had Zappy. Uh, Jones got yeah, Zappy. Yeah. Oh, Zappy. Yeah, Kraft likes Zappy, 
and Belichick doesn't, so it'd be a power <laughs> struggle. <laughs> Sorry. I Robert Kraft is just an interesting guy. I can't get past that. All right. So you think Mac Jones is back. Sorry, rest of the room. Yes. Yeah. No, I I think he's back too. Uh I think the more interesting question there and I started hearing a little bit is um does Belichick come back if they miss the playoffs? Ooh, that'd be interesting. Is it if he goes somewhere else? Yep. Or if he's just done. I don't so, know if should be done, but I can't imagine that coaching style is going to go too well in other places. Although they are saying that they're trying to groom that what's-his-face to be the head coach. Um, Matt Patricia? So, yeah, which is a terrible decision. <laughs> oh, oh, hang on. I came across the best joke on TikTok the other day. I need to remember this. Uh, they said something about, hey, it's that time of year when the fat guy with a beard shows up. One, yeah, the fat guy with the beard shows up once a year. And they said, who, Matt Patricia? <laughs> and it was really, it was really good. So yeah, anyway. If I can add that, I don't think Belichick will ever want to retire, but I think the most important thing, he wants to, to break the record for the most uh, wins ever, which he's not that far away. So I think he's gonna, just not knowing that I think he'll go somewhere else. Uh, didn't help this. Didn't help much this year. Poor guy. I feel like you got to fire Belichick, the GM, and just let Belichick, the coach, do his thing because it seems like they are as good as he is at coaching. He's as bad at, at drafting. Oh yeah, he, he makes a lot of good, decent like draft picks. It's just really. I thought so. Check the receiving core. I don't know. <laughs> he focuses on pieces that he thinks will work in his, his system instead of just looking for whoever's the flash in the pan. And it worked for him in the past. However, it's not, I don't know, maybe it'll keep working for him later. He just needs like a better foundation for him to do that kind of stuff. Okay. All right. Well, I'll respect that. Last one. Detroit's own Jared Goffocles. Ugh. I'm so worried about this one, but I'm going to say a five. Because, like, they started playing well near the end. And I don't, it's not because of Jared Goff. Uh. I just, I'm afraid that they're going to keep him and sign him to some other just, well, technically they can just ride right out of this contract. However, a lot of the contracts that are low cost right now, by the time Jared Goff is gone, are going to have to be re-signed. So it's going to be like, can they afford to keep everybody? So it's like, it's almost like next year or bust, kind of. So I don't know. Let's see. Sorry, so what's the number on that? I said five. Oh, I apologize. Totally missed it. No worries. 50-50. They made a comeback, but I don't think it was because of Jared Goff. I think it's just because the Lions are a really good team. Okay. Jared Goff is a hindrance. So. And this is the purely outsider's perspective, uh, but I think they're going to keep him. I think he's had kind of a resurgence, and their team is at a resurgence. So I'm going to say that they decide they, they believe in him and they can win with him. Put it at a nine. Okay. I mean, he's a quarterback under, by quarterback standards, a pretty friendly contract. If you can add two good pieces of what currently are picks seven and 18 in the draft, he just has to not screw it up. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. 
we'll see what he does these next two weeks, and we'll see if they actually want to keep him or not. Yeah, yeah. Maybe hopefully in three weeks, maybe we get a shot, an extra week in the playoffs to see, but uh not going to go did, there after last week. He did play like hot garbage against Carolina. So, when you lose 37 to 14, doesn't everyone play like hot garbage? Yeah, but he was a big part of it, so, you know. All right, All right so let's move back to the regular season. I want to go back to last week. A lot of surprising performances, good and bad, by different players. What was the most surprising individual performance by you guys for you guys last week? I'm going to say Gardner Benchu. I forgot about that guy. And I, when I heard Hertz wasn't playing, first of all, it sucked, but it didn't really matter in the long run for me. I'm I'm just really glad I wasn't. <laughs> going for the championship game. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that was a bit surprising for me. He did, not only did he do well, he did really well. Like it wasn't just a plug him in and make sure you don't lose the game. Like he, he put up some decent numbers if I remember, remember correctly. Why, why does everyone like not believe in Gardner Minshew? Like he keeps going places and then they just keep not believing him. And then like, like in when he was playing for the Jaguars, they stuck him in out of nowhere. He barely had any games experience. He did pretty solid, and they could have kept him and, like, worked with him. But instead, they got rid of him. And then where did he go after that? Because now he's on the Eagles, but where was he between there? No, it was the Jack. Yeah. It was the Jaguars right to the Eagles. Really? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know why people ever thought they didn't believe in him, because I've only seen, like, pretty positive stuff from him for being a guy that was drafted so low. Well, to me, I think it's how you define – Gardner Minshew. I think he's. I think he's in the Derek Carr cluster, somewhere between quarterback twenty-four and forty. He's probably not good enough to start for most teams in the league, but he's fine enough. If your quarterback your quarterback goes out for three weeks, I'd be fine if he had to replace Jared Goff for that amount yeah. of time. And from a fantasy perspective, he put up top top ten QB numbers last yeah. week, so that's why it surprised me. And I'd take I'd take him over Carr any day if it came down to those two. Yeah. Because Carr sucks. <laughs> He's also not playing anymore, so that, that's an easy one. <laughs> they didn't just cut him; they sent him away. Did you see that part of it? Like, <laughs> He's not even going to be around. <laughs> you think that was his call, their call, or you think he just pouted his way out of town for a couple of week vacation? It could be one of those where, you know, like sometimes they, they fire a coach and say we've mutually agreed that he would be fired. So uh, usually to me that means it's the organization that is putting the pressure on him. And, and they, they they just don't want to make him look bad, you know, for his years of service. I can respect that. <laughs> I will stay in the quarterback vein but go the opposite direction. I was surprised at how bad Zach Wilson was. I'm clearly not a fan, but. Nine completions before being pulled with six minutes to go in the third quarter. That just doesn't happen in NFL football in 2023. Like, and he looked terrible and they were stacking the box to stop the run and he still couldn't do anything with the pass. Like that was bad by his standards, but I'm also jaded because I had two jets and moving on. All right. Could I, could I quickly piggyback on that? And I'm just going to yeah. say that my biggest surprise was the, uh, the fan that they pulled out from, from the stands to be the, the backup quarterback that they threw in there. Oh, for the uh, love. The role of Taysom Hill and actually could get them some first downs. I mean, not a bad job compared to, compared to Wilson. Yeah, but a guy who doesn't believe in throwing the football, so. 
Yeah, that was an ugly, ugly game. <laughs> sorry, Lucas, did you weigh in? Yeah, I said I said it first. You were Gardner, I'm sorry. Alex. Um Truth be told, I'm biased and I only really pay attention to one team, and I was really surprised by Jamal Williams this year's ability to step up. So props to him. He really thought DeAndre Swift was going to carry the league. He did great. Cam had him on his team, and he was a good fantasy option too because he stole so many touchdowns. Um, and I think he's on track for getting over a thousand yard season, which I did not think was going to happen. So props to him. All right. Four. We haven't talked about it yet, but our championship matchup is Derek versus Carly. The expansion teams go for gold. In something you could just never predict, the Titans benched Derrick Henry, but they already know he's going to be back next week for the Jaguars against the Jaguars because it's going to be winner take all. Does that move make Derrick the favorite for the championship? I feel like I should weigh in last on this one. Do you want the short answer or the long answer? I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, no. No. Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, how dare they? Don't they know it's championship weekend nice. in fantasy football? Like, come on. You don't pull your star players. You don't sit a healthy Jalen Hurts. You don't You don't do this crap. Who cares about real NFL playoffs here? Like, this is right. ridiculous. Yes, absolutely. Well said. But that <laughs> nonsense aside, um, yeah, does it hurt her? Absolutely. He's the number two running back this season. Um, would he have put up huge numbers against the Cowboys? Uh, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. They've got the third-ranked rush defense. So, uh, I don't know. Um, if they, they also pulled Tannehill. They also pulled other key players, right? So it's quite obvious what they're doing here. Um, so even if he wasn't and they pulled other players, he may not have done as well. So it, it could be a blessing in disguise. It forces her to play, uh, Devonta Smith, um, which was the better part of the Smith Alave trade. What do you know? <laughs> um, whoops on my part. You're welcome, Carly. Um, so, you know, there, and, and obviously Minshew, uh, hasn't, Lost a step with that Philly offense like we talked before, and they're playing New Orleans. So um, I, I think it's a little bit of a wash. I don't think it's a huge hit for her. I think it tips the scale. I, there's nothing Lucas said that is wrong. I just think that losing Derrick Henry loses a superstar, somebody who could not just get a lot of points but get a lot of points off the table. And all the reasons I think it's the – Cowboy defense and it's the Titans and all those against the Cowboys, those are valid, but superstars find ways to be superstars and to have the opportunity to lose him. I think that uh, you've got a quarterback issue. I'm going to guess you're going to talk about when you weigh in, but overall, no, I think this, uh, I think this puts you in the driver's seat. You would be my betting favorite to win after this. Nice. I mean, if you, if you give credence to the ESPN, uh, percentage tracker, the odds thing. I think it's after taking out Henry, it moves it to like a 50 50. Uh, I think for me, one big factor is going to be what, whether Jalen Hurts plays or not, because I do have Minshew now on the roster. And I, I would, uh, 
like to start by see you shaking your head, Lucas. Is that he won't be. Yeah, he's still projected at zero on my bench. So. Mm. Yeah, I've heard I've heard conflicting reports, but uh, the other concern for me is I have now three of my wide receivers, three of the four who will have backup quarterbacks throwing to them. So, although this again, the Stidham versus Carr, that may be an upgrade, <laughs> uh, but uh, Tua is likely out. Um, Bridgewater's, a, you know, a, a solid backup, um, so could be okay there. Although it seems like Tua was had a much better connection uh, with Waddle, and then uh, Hopkins is actually going to get McCoy back. So at least it's their original backup. And I can't tell you how painful it was to watch. Uh, what was it, McSorley? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, McSorley. Yeah, that was uh, goodness. That was ugly. But um, so. You know, there's I think there's things on both sides, but um, I, I do I I like my chances going into this. I I still feel feel pretty good. I it's going to be a close matchup. I think it comes down to which quarterback Carly plays and which one does better. Mm-hmm. And to tell you the truth, that's the choice she's struggling with right now. Which mm-hmm. quarterback does she play? The insider information, interesting. And, and and honestly, if you look at them, one's going to outscore the other, and I'd be willing to put money on whichever quarterback scores the most would make her win the matchup with you, and the other one would make her lose. Does Does Carly listen to this podcast? Because I, I feel like I, I don't want to say something that's going to... Uh, sometimes she does, yes. Okay. <laughs> so I just looked at it. I hadn't paid attention. Like. This does, in theory, possibly go down to Monday night with your safety. So uh, I certainly hope that is not what we're tracking, being down two and a half points. Or she, or she plays Joe Burrow and it goes down to Monday night with Joe Burrow. Oh, jeez. Right. Yeah. What would you do, Lucas? If your team, you're going to start Joe Burrow or you're going to start Justin Herbert? I, God, Burrow has been doing really good. The the thing that gives me pause is that Herbert came off a 17 point performance last week. Like, or five and a half in traditional scoring, which is really really bad. At at Indianapolis, at the yeah. Jeff Saturdays, the Fighting Jeff Saturdays of all of all people. <laughs> uh, now they're home against the Rams, which should be a good matchup. But unfortunately, Burrow. Oh, he's not at Buffalo. Yeah, it's at okay. home. So. Never mind. It's at home. That might be a little bit better. I would probably put Burrow in, to be honest with you. Uh, he has been consistently doing better over the past four to five weeks than Herbert has. Yeah, that's a tough call. I, ooh. Alex, what'd you do? Uh, I play, I play Herbert. You can tell by my confidence in my voice that I definitely have an idea of who I should pick. But yeah, I would say Herbert. I just like he beat me last week, so there you go. Go with who won. And just to be clear, my official position is no comment on this one. <laughs> yeah, good call. I tell you, I think what I would do. Her team basically fires their shot after one o'clock, the one o'clock games. I think if I'm projected to do really well, I play safer with Herbert, and if I've got a swing for upside, I'm going to bring Burrow in. But uh, she's because it's a four o'clock game, she's got some options to think about it till the bitter end. 
Derek, what about you? Like the theory is Hertz isn't going to play, but if he does, what's the backup option? Are we tossing Daniel, jo- Daniel Jones in against the Colts? Um, probably. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to relive this, but obviously he, he did well for me, uh, last weekend. And it seems like the Colts actually overachieved a little bit in how they, how they, uh, you know, at least kept Herbert in check. So, um, I don't think they're generally, um, I mean, I watched, I watched Cousins like put up a record setting half against that secondary. So I don't think too highly of, of the Colts, but, I think that the issue with him is that he's more of a game manager. Um, part of why I went with him against the Vikings, because I think the Vikings actually have the worst pass uh, defense, uh, receiving defense in, in the league. So, And it was a dome game when there were so many bad weather games. Um, so it, it's not ideal. I, I will give like a – I will look at every option, um, but I – if if Minshew doesn't play, then then I would be at least leaning in that direction right now. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think with the way your team is built, you just need the quarterback to not suck. And I think Daniel Jones has the the safest floor of all of your options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Well, a thousand percent. All right, six. Lamar Jackson's missed eight games uh, and counting potentially in the last two years, and he's up for a contract this year. You're the GM of the Ravens. What is your inclination? Make a trade or accept the quarterbacks get hurt sometimes and pony up what will likely be close to $50 million a year to lock him up for the next six to eight years? It's a tough call, but I think I would just pony up and, and pay him. I mean, uh, I think it's it's hard to get a starting quarterback of, of that caliber. Um, he's not perfect. He's not in the very – uh, upper echelon of guys, but I feel like he's, he's sort of the next tier. Um, and he's, uh, he's just, he's the face of that organization. It's not ideal, but I just, I think you have to just, just keep riding it with them. Trade him to the Lions for Jared Goff. Trade him to the Raiders for Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek, I'm the Raiders. I call and offer you three first round picks for Lamar Jackson. Yes. If anybody's offering you three first-round picks for Lamar Jackson, you take it. That's way too rich. I mean, Russell yeah, is pretty nice. 34 years old. Lamar Jackson six years younger. Yeah. Probably. If you answered, I missed it. No, I probably would agree with looks on that one. The three first-round picks would be enticing. Two ones and a three. No deal. No deal. I want okay. those. I want those three first rounders. Ah, I came in too hard. <laughs> um, I'm done. I think I'm going to take my chances. This is a gimmick offense. Give me a quarterback that Tyler Huntley looks manageable sometimes. So I think this is a team. This is a team. Alex joked about it, but Gardner Minshew would be fine on this team. I think that they could scheme around him and be fine. So that's I would trade and build up. Seven, the Rams beat the Broncos fifty-one to fourteen. Is that more about the Rams or the Broncos? Uh, more ask, about the Broncos. Ask Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> he didn't have his team prepared. He was very clear that they were not ready to go. Which we could, we could. Anybody watching didn't need to be told that. But uh, it was just a, 
the final song for him on uh, one of the worst coaching seasons uh, that I could, I think I can't think of one. I mean, there's been some plenty of coaches who have just flamed out in year one, but as badly as it went for him, I, I feel like he, I, I can't think of anybody that's even second to him. It was a, it was a horrific coaching performance. Okay, which of us three Lions fans are going to give him a worse coaching performance? Yeah, you guys might have something off the top of your head. <laughs> Marty Morningwood took the wind took the wind instead of taking the ball in overtime. That's always going to be the A one for us. Rod, Mar- Rod Marinelli went zero and sixteen. <laughs> we were able to cite two coaches from the same franchise. Oh. And the be Matt Patricia fact, he never ate a hot dog on the sidelines, really pissed Alex off. Yeah, that really did piss me off. <laughs> like, come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, part of it with Hackett had to just be that, I mean, the expectations were high. Like, they they have one of the best yeah. defenses in the league and getting Russell Wilson and then, yeah. So. No, we tease, but it's a fantastic point you make. That has still been a good defense. That offense should have been good enough. Like, it doesn't make sense on paper. All right. Eight. This is, I'm, this is one I think of the ten I'm most excited to talk about. So this is, sorry, to back up for people who didn't get the, the script pre-show. I'm in a dynasty league. This is not the dynasty league I'm in with you, Lucas. This is the team where I am a juggernaut. Um, was. These are all the trades that have gone on in season in this dynasty review. And I want you to tell me if there's a clear cut winner in each of these scenarios. This season, it was all trades this season. Yep. They all happen September 12th or later. So just for context, if I say something like they traded pick nine for this player at the time, we just knew it was going to be a first round draft pick in the 2023 draft. You never know how that's going to turn out the rookie draft. Um, You never know how it's going to turn out, but that's what it was at the time. So the first trade that fell in this timeline, I traded away Mitchell Trubisky, who was the starting quarterback for the Steelers at the time for what is going to turn into pick 17 of the 23 rookie draft. Nice move. Yeah. The fact that you got a pick for him. Nice move. Yeah. It's super flex. You have to get, you have to pay to get quarterbacks, but I don't think it's the most lopsided one. I think there are two contenders we're going to talk about here in a minute. Even if you paid for or got like a pick in 2080, I would still say it was a good move. <laughs> okay, you listen here, everybody. M- M- Mitchell Trubisky is going to make a comeback. <laughs> I'm going to be laughing at y'all when he does because I'm, I'm a true believer. <laughs> you take that victory, Alec- Alex, on the, the team of overconfidence 2024. Or 2023, pardon me. You want to know how many teams I had Mitchell Trubisky on? Every other Zero. Team this one. No, I picked him up in a lot of things. It was normally around 17, but he was on all my teams. How many teams did you have? Two? Too many. Wait, how many teams did you have? One, two, three, four? I have followed, but not for the show. All right. Lamar Jackson and what will be pick nine or ten for Baker Mayfield and a 2025 second-round draft pick. Oh, my God. That is horrible. They got rid of Lamar Jackson and a first rounder. Oh, nope. Got it wrong. I'm so sorry. Team one got Lamar Jackson and will get a 2025 second rounder in exchange for Baker Mayfield and pick nine or 10. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay. 
that that's a little bit more even. I feel like the Lamar Lamar side wins. It may not be a knockout punch like we're going to talk about in a few minutes, right. but there's a winner, but it's not as lopsided. Yeah. yeah. One of two contenders for the worst trade of the year. Trey Lance, who was the starting quarterback and healthy at the time, four, Miles Sanders, Rondale Moore, pick seven in this rookie draft, and a first-round pick in 2024. That is selling high, baby. (laughs) Congrats to that team. Well, well done. The team that certainly won the trade with the four assets then parlayed Miles Sanders for pick 14 in the rookie draft. That feels win-win to me. Like, if you're not a win-all team, Miles Sanders has got a small window and a second-round pick for a running back with one or two years. That feels like a win for both teams. Agreed. Okay, so I want your opinions. Like, is this is this or the prior trade we talked about the most lopsided? Chris Olave and pick four, and I got this right. Team one got Chris Olave and what will be pick four in the draft for Juju, David Montgomery, Brian Robinson, and pick twenty one. Yeah, that's pretty bad, too. So you get Chris Olave and a better Chris Olave. Yeah. For a washed-up receiver, a washed-up running back, a worst, a third-round pick. Yeah. And Brian Robinson, who could who could be good, but is not going to be better than Olave and better Olave. <laughs> This has to be the worst one, right? Because Trey Lance could still be something. And if he's a top 10 quarterback, this is what you pay for a top 10 quarterback who's 23 years old in Dynasty. Yeah, I think at the time the Trey Lance one didn't seem as bad. It's, it's, you're taking a chance on a, on getting a top 10 quarterback and you have to pay high. But since the injury, it just makes it like 10 times worse. Yeah. And yeah, this one's pretty bad too. We're going to end on a bit of a thud. These aren't nearly as fun, but I just went chronologically here. I traded Pat Fryermuth for pick 12. Congratulations. Good move. Good job. Yeah, I got Mark Andrews, who in theory should be good, but uh, as Alex has lived that roller coaster, hopefully next year. Um, This one feels like a wild card. I've made two trades for Katerius Tony in Dynasty, and he just could be anything at this point. But anyway, in this particular league, I wasn't involved, but it was Kadarius Tony for what will be pick 19 or 20 and a second round pick next year. That seems even, especially now with the trade to Kansas City. I've, after the most recent injuries, that I feel like I've, I've, I've lost faith in, in Tony. Um, I don't, uh, it's just his inability to stay on the field is, it's been pretty bad. So. Yeah, I mean, anybody who believes the opposite is going on hope versus anything we've seen on the field. Like, he's great when he plays four games a year. All right. Last one. Um, I don't remember, I think this happened between shows. The NFL ticket package has, has officially moved to YouTube TV starting next year. Just from a, a viewer experience, is this a step down, a step 
up or a lateral move for the viewer? I'm trying to think of a platform it could have gone to that would be a step down from DirecTV, and I can't think of one. So wherever it was going, I think it was going to be a step up. Can you walk me through this? Because the thing I don't understand is as much as people don't like TV, the direct TV, the easy thing is like I can hit the remote and I can just do previous channel and it goes right away. It seems like if I leave one game and go to another, I'm going to have to deal with a, with a buffer for at least a second or two to get the next game up. So for you, Stephen, I think it's a negative. For like the general populace of people who like football, I think it's a positive. I wish it was something better than YouTube because you're right. It's going to be harder to just switch between a bunch of stuff. But, like, a lot of people didn't have access. I didn't have access to anything DirecTV unless I just wanted to sit on my computer and watch it. So, but I don't know. I'm not that professional. Maybe I could. Can no. you get DirecTV as, like, an app? Uh, that I'm not sure of because DirecTV is going to die a pretty quick death here in the next year or two, yeah. um, which is why NFL is getting off of it now. Um, the nice thing about the YouTube TV uh, layout, at least the way that I have it with my Apple TV, is that you have multiple previous channels that you can get to instantly. So if you want to go between four or five games, you just tap a button and they all show up on the bottom and you pick the one you want. And it's really just going to pop right back up. It's not going to be a buffer delay. Nope. It's within a second. Okay. So this will be better for my viewing experience next year. Yeah. Once, once you have the, uh, once you have the muscle memory rebuilt with your fingers and the remote, um, and how to quickly go through channels, um, you can even go online and reorder, um, the, the list of channels that shows up. So you can always have at the very top your NFL Sunday ticket channels and you don't have to scroll all the way to the bottom or between. You can order Fox and CBS, and then all the Sunday ticket channels right there. And and that's how your guide will always show up. And then as you go between games, they get thrown on the bottom of the screen, and then you just tap a button to pop that up from the bottom, and you just select the one you want. Okay. If, if, if it's on YouTube TV. It is. We don't know what platform they're putting it on yet, whether it's YouTube or YouTube TV. Oh, okay. Does this make you guys more inclined to buy the NFL ticket next year, or is the price tag still too high? There's always the price for me. How much is it? I would say in the neighborhood of 350 For like a year? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. too steep for my blood. And, and unless I can run the table and uh, bring in enough revenue from winning championships, uh, the missus is not going to go for the 350. So um, unless I can consistently bring in some some bank to pay for it, I don't I don't think so. Fair enough. Well, it is definitely a win because now I don't have to pay for Direct TV 12 months a year for this nonsense. And I believe whatever package you pick with YouTube TV, you can only just have it for the season. So, and it's, it's a la carte, right? So I can just get that if I don't want to deal with YouTube TV. Again, uh, the details have not come out yet. It's just who purchased it. So, uh, devils in the details. We'll find out. Touche. I would imagine, I would be very surprised if they didn't offer it a la carte. Perfect. 
All right, guys. So that is our 10 for 10. So we are going to pivot to our rankings for the week. So we will go through these pretty quickly here. Reminder where we were at last time. It was J10, Matt 9, Lucas. Uh, is that right? Yes. Oh. Sorry. Um, J10, Matt 9, Lucas 8. No, no, I'm sorry. All those things are right. I would tip my hand if I said what I'm struggling with in the moment. Yeah. What? I stayed at eight this week. You suck. You're looking at this week's rankings, aren't you? Nah, something else. All right. Ten, J, nine, Matt, eight, Lucas, seven, Kelly, six, Cam, five, Alex, four, Bobber, three, me, two, Derek, two, Carly. And just a reminder that Kelly and Bobby's results this week were not factored into their body of work because as far as I know, like, I guess technically they're playing for fifth or sixth, but there's no real incentive to that. So I did not figure they did a whole lot of work with their lineups, but everybody else's performance this week did account for factor into their rankings. All right. Talk to me. Ten. Matt. Jay. Jay. Derek, nice try. Was 10, stays 10. Jason. Much of a hole. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, basically there are only four teams playing this week, so I don't – there's not a whole lot of ways I see Jay moving up, but that's where we're at for now. Nine. Matt. 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 Three for three, gents. Eight. I don't know. Uh, no, Lucas. Yeah. Lucas. You've again swept the table. Uh, you all run the table again. Lucas was eight, stays eight. The gap from eight to nine was the largest in the, uh, Largest differential of all the spots, just an FYI. Oh, nice. Damn straight. (laughs) (laughs) Seven. Kelly? Uh, Kelly. Alex and Lucas survive. Um, Alex, have you gotten them all right? (laughs) Yeah, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has. All right. Was seven, stay seven. Six. Uh, Cam. Cam. Yeah, I'm going to say Cam. Okay. Uh, you are all right. And, again, just for context, the gap from the difference between Cam and Kelly was the smallest margin in the rankings this week. Nice. Cam must be thrilled that I'm playing for the championship. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot going on right now. I don't think I'm going to poke that bear. I was worried he was going to pick up uh, Minshew just to, you know, to try to prevent me from winning a championship. Wow. <laughs> That'd be some dirty pool. It would be. Lucas, if that happened, like if Cam made a move right now or any team that wasn't playing, would you be tempted to commissioner override it? Or since there's no rule in place, say la vie? Well, first of all, I'd like to say in the – how many years have we been doing this? 17. 17. Yeah. Uh, we've had a very nice 
considerate, kind, respectful group this whole time. So I don't think anybody would ever do something that obvious. But yes, if it's obvious, I will call BS with my commission powers. I was going to say, yeah. All right. I can get on board with that. All right. Five. Alex. Kelly. Derek's holding Alex. Oh, um, Derek. <laughs> so number number seven, Kelly, is number five, possibly? Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to say me. Was five, stays five. Alex. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I feel like that's an accurate representation for where your team was this year. Five? Yeah, five. I think it's a good spot. I mean, I should be one, but, like, you know, per your whatever, I guess. Lucas, what was the high and the low for Alex this year? Alex, highest you got was number two, uh, and the lowest was you started the year at eight. Woo! Nice rally. From eight to two, deck down to five. That's what's <laughs> up. Four. Uh, Bob. Yeah, Bob. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say Steve. Alex is still alive. Was three, falls to four. Woo! Yeah, that sounds about right. I probably wouldn't have if it wasn't for having the absolute lowest score in all of the league last week, but that's where we hit, so that's where we landed. All right, three. Bob. 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 Nice run, Bobby. Um, yeah, was three or was four bumps up to three. Was four as low as he got this year, Lucas? Uh, no, he started the year at six. Oh, nice job, Bobber. Okay. Remember, you always hate his team. That's real. Yep. Touche. Two. Derek. Should be me. I don't know. I never get all of these right. No helping them, team. Eh, uh, I'm going to say Derek. Was two, stays two. Derek. All right. So, Carly. Oh, sorry. Who's number one? Kelly. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I did it again. Followed by mental <laughs> laps. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It, was, it could have been the first time you ever got it all right, but way I to go. When I did it for the joke. Yeah, uh, no, we're going to give yeah. you credit on that one. Yeah. No, it was worth oh. it. Yeah, Absolutely. <clears throat> so there may never be a way for you guys to know the answer to this question, but Carly has run the table pretty significantly here. Um, Does it feel more or less likely that if Derek won, Carly would still hold the number one ranking? If if Derek wins next week, will she? Do you think? Will we think she'll still hold one number one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Derek should take it if he wins. Uh, the operative word there is "should," Alex. I know, you know. <laughs> well, remember the year I won. 
the year you won, Alex, you stayed two, and the year I won, I stayed five. Yeah, but, like, I never count your rankings, because you always, like, do something weird to your own rankings to make yourself low. True. And I think you just made me two to try to keep me from getting making my head too big. Okay. All right, so you believe, okay, you believe there's a path. All right. I believe there's a path. Derek, can you be number one with the win? Is it guaranteed? I think so, because, I mean, I would just guess so. Because I was number one not too long ago, so I assume the gap isn't that big and that this win would, would help me prevail and be number one. You were last number one in week 11, and then Carly took it from you in week 12 and has stayed there ever since. Uh, I didn't really, I thought it was more recently, but yeah. Well, oh, week 11, so, okay. Yeah, I think I can still do it. And I also think uh, unless you, like, absolutely crush her this week, she stays number one. She destroyed us all in points scored this season, and I think that's her buffer. All right. So second year in a row, one versus two for the championship. So there, it, it all tends to work itself out, even if uh, some of the lower numbers are a little higher or lower than we think they should be. Even, that was a nice way of saying, even though you guys think my rankings suck. I, I get it. I actually get joy out of like, can I pop them? Can I really just piss them off? That like, how is Kelly here? Why on God's green earth is Cam there? It, it actually entertains me. <laughs> we know. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is officially the show. I think next week will be probably the last one of the season. We'll probably be pretty heavily focused on our league versus the NFL as a whole and kind of take a victory lap with who wins and do the year in review for the uh, last two teams. But uh, anything else for anybody before we shut her down tonight? Um, thanks for being such a gracious host. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm a host. Thank you, you for too. being such great guests, you guys. Oh, th- thank you. And, and for you both for being such great, gracious hosts. Thanks, Derek. I worked really hard. <laughs> <laughs> you, you all suck. <laughs> Don't worry, we didn't want to broadcast of this show, Lucas, but it got pretty intense the trash talk during the uh during the week. I mean it was one sided because I didn't have a whole lot to advocate for after Thursday night, but uh we went at it pretty good. Mothers were insulted. I'll I'll believe it when I hear it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so Until then, I'm going to go try to find my soul before August, and you say goodnight, Gracie. Who? Am I Gracie?